episode 196. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here on the Dharmic Evolution. Got a real treat for you today. Um, this I haven't had a jazz singer on in a long time, but this woman is certainly very, very special, unique, original. She's got it all, possessing a voice filled with delicious subtleties and striking authenticity. She has been declared an original with a truly special voice and style by Downbeat Magazine. Wilfried Wald of the Wall Street Journal stated that she engages the listener by seeming to put her whole soul completely forward. After hearing her just once, you'll never want to let her go. Audiences all over the world keep coming back again and again to hear this rising star international jazz vocalist cast her spell and bear her heart. Born and raised in Minnesota, she relocated to New York City in 2010. She has toured Europe multiple times since 2010 with her most recent tour taking her to such prestigious venues as Copenhagen's Standard and Jazz House, Montmartre, Paris, Duc des Lamborts, and New Morning, her Nielsen in Oslo, Stockholm's Fashing and other stops in Norway, Italy, the Netherlands, and Denmark. She's loved playing the Copenhagen Jazz Festival for the last four years in a row, along with many other festivals in Greater Denmark, and hopping north to play Norway's Sortland Jazz Fest twice, and Norway's Ann Jazz Festival in Hamar. In North America, she's appeared in the major jazz festivals of Pittsburgh, the Twin Cities, and Quebec City in Canada and has experienced the fun of touring her albums in many clubs across the U.S. Her New York City appearances have included her own shows at Birdland, Dizzy's Club, Coca-Cola, Jazz at Lincoln Center, Small Jazz Club, The Catano, 55 Bar, Mesro, and several other venues, including a series of performances with trombone legend Wycliffe Gordon, among them Dizzy's, The Lennox Lounge, and concerts in Toulouse, France. She premiered her most recent show entitled Ellington at Night at Manhattan's famed Metropolitan Room in which the New York Times described her as an enigmatic woman of mystery forging her own path. In addition to her own CDs, Dreams in Apartments, and In the Indigo, she appears on Wycliffe Gordon's disc Hello Pops and on Jeremy Siskin's release Finger Songwriter and Housewarming. One of her self-penned tunes from the Dreams in Apartments album, Weight of the World, placed third in PopJazzRadio.com's International Listener's Poll of Top Jazz Tunes of 2014 with over a million and a half votes. You guys better strap up your seatbelts, because we're taking a ride with Nancy Harms. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders and organisations like non-profit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career 
now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres, we know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to James at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. How was Copenhagen? It's beautiful as always. Yeah, really beautiful. Had some really great shows and um, got to write some more with Peter. And we're getting close to a full album's length, so it's, it was exciting. So you're you're writing with Peter now. Now explain to me who is Peter. Um, well, Peter's the pianist in the band in Denmark that I work with um, all the time. He's a he's a well known. Um, pianist and composer there and so we just we've been playing a lot we decided why don't we try uh writing a little bit and it's it's gone so beautifully uh we have some similar crossover um likes you know in music so we're kind of playing in that area and um yeah i really had have a beautiful experience in denmark uh i live in new york city but it's kind of rough for me to be here all the time with the energy of it and so it was. It's just been kind of a nice release, and it's been a kind of perfect time, perfect place sort of thing. There's been a lot of growth, uh, and just sort of release by getting to spend time there in this kind of quiet country with so much coastline and bicycle riding and kind of tender-hearted folks. You know. Nice. Wow. So so the uh, the overwhelm of the city is just a bit much. Yeah, New I need York. to. I'm, I've been learning to process it more and more, and I have more and more of a, of a tribe and a community here that makes it feel like home. And but it, I can tell that you, I, I feel different. I just get more grounded the more time I can spend in you know kind of heavy duty nature. <laughs> yeah, heavy <laughs> duty nice. nature is good. Good for the soul, yeah. right? And good yeah. for the writing process too. Yeah, it, it inspires definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, share your music with the world and let's start off shall we um and uh this one um let me see i think i have heavenly body up first so can we play that one first sure ladies and gentlemen nancy harms with heavenly body here we go she's got a big bold heavenly body that's dripping She's got a big, bold, heavenly body Look at her shining, such a beautiful sight Look at her shining, such a beautiful sight She's got a big, bold, heavenly body Dripping with honey She's got a big, bold, heavenly body Look at her shining, such a beautiful sight Look at her shining, such a beautiful sight There's no skinny girl just waiting to be set free She's just the way, just the way, just the way she's supposed to be Born big, born bright, born all sorts of right Can't you see? 
song really really amazing when did you write that one oh, when did I write that one that's a good question I mean I guess I've been working on the the she project songs for about a year and a half maybe starting from the first one maybe a year so I can't tell you the exact date I'm not really like <laughs> a dates whiz like some people comes when it uh, comes it comes when it comes <laughs> yeah it was not the first song in the process but that one's about my friend Emily, um, who's an amazing singer here in New York City, and she's um, she does a lot of kind of voicing of um, body positivity. She's quite a large person and quite a large personality and um, a sight to behold, like kind of as a voice like a laser. And so the whole thing kind of came about because um, I was thinking that she, 
sort of had the sun-like quality and and how we don't ever tell want the sun or the planets to be any smaller than they are right there's just such a majesty and a perfection in their size and to, and to just sort of reframe human beauty that way too uh that it comes in all shapes and sizes and colors and that uh, to kind of appreciate what it's giving that you, because there's just she gets you know so much discrimination and people treating her like she's on the way to something and she's not a complete person or there's something morally wrong with her because she's larger and uh, so it it just it, I kind of wanted to reframe that idea of why you don't ask the sun to be smaller why would you ask this person who genetically was made bigger to be smaller like treating them like they're not um, whole. So what was it like when you shared this song with her? Did she go completely nuts or what? <laughs> did she, did she break down and start crying? I'm sure she did. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I sent her kind of, um, snippets along the way to make sure it was okay too. Right. Cause that's a sensitive. Yeah. And, but we, she, I knew she was on board before cause we kind of talked about, uh, when I, I interviewed uh, all the people that are, um, on the album, but, uh, I checked with her that it was okay, and uh, she really loved it. I don't, I don't know what her face looked like, but then the first time I played it for her in person was uh, she was learning the background harmony parts because she was going to uh, sing that on the recording. She's, she does some of the background. And uh, so I just kind of casually played it, and then I look over at her, and there's just tears going down. It was a really, <laughs> it's a real beautiful moment. Like it's, it was, that's part of the joy of this project, too, is that kind of like acknowledging these people saying, I see you, and I'm amazed, and, and you know. Like. Well, not only did you, like, acknowledge, you know, you acknowledged her and you admired her all, all in one felt swoop with, you know, who, so many people, um, there's so many people who do not get the gift of a personal song written for them. So I think it's I think it's very um, it's so flattering, you know. I mean that's that song will be there forever. I I mean the first time I put it on, I said, "Wow, this is really killer." And speaking of voices, uh, heavenly voices, Nancy. Um, first of all, I want to ask you about the background vocals on that because I hear you, but I also hear some other R and B quality type of thing going on there. So um, can you introduce us to who was singing backgrounds on that? Well, yeah, it was um, in New York. I had a couple. Naika Sings is her, her stage name. And then Emily Braden um, was singing on it. And I believe then in Minneapolis we laid some more. And it was Katie Geardy and Michelle Denise Michaels, who also has a song written about her. She has a remarkable story. By you? Yeah. It's wow, girl, yeah. you got to everybody's got to get in your good graces, man. I want <laughs> I want to get some of that love, you know? <laughs> That's kind of part of like the my my promo to people. Hey, will you be my friend? I'll write a song about you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you speaking of vocals um and your vocals. So, where did you craft your sound from? Um and being a jazz singer, there's a, there's just such a special level of um, appreciation I have personally as a musician when I hear somebody who not only does jazz but does it so well. Because I'm not from that world, but I but I go and see a lot of jazz, the Iridium in New York, and you know the Blue Note or wherever, and I'll see people who are um, who do the kind of music you do, and I always have such a 
an appreciation for it. How did you get like into that world? Like what was it that first like sparked your interest? Like it was somebody you heard or family member. How did this, this all captivate you? Yeah, well, I'm from a town of 1,000 people in Minnesota, and my parents are not musical or interested uh, in jazz at all. So it was kind of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in high school, I think I heard Harry Connick Jr. on television. He was on a talk show. And he's just really charming, first of all, too. But then he got up and performed, and uh, he was just swinging, and it was so fun and free. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so then I became a fan of his and gathered albums, and that inspired me to buy some Louis and Ella albums. But it was kind of just this passing thing and sort of my high school crush, right? Like everybody's got their, they're all like whatever of the, the young guys of the time. And I'm like, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was sort of the beginning. Uh, but I, I then I went to college uh, and got a, a music education degree We're at a choral school, Concordia in Moorhead, Minnesota. And uh, I played around. There was a little bit of a jazz program there, and I asked if I could sing with a band. And I thought, oh, this is fun. But I didn't really know what I was doing, per se, and didn't know if I was any good, but I was having a good time. Then I um, became a teacher for a while in a different small town in Minnesota. And uh, some of the guys I had played with in college uh, – after a few years of teaching, had reached out and said, oh, we're living in the cities and we want to, Minneapolis, and we want to uh, perform at some coffee shops. Do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of been in my brain lately. I, I really want to try that. But again, I didn't really take myself seriously. I just thought it would be fun. But then I started doing that and I would get um, lots of comments, you know, from people saying, how long have you been doing this? This is really natural. And I was like, really? You got to be kidding. Like, it kind of was mind-blowing but anyway so the whole the whole process for me was was different from a lot of people because it was more just listening to people I loved and then performing with you know then I moved to the Twin Cities after that and started performing with musicians uh, that were really good and just learning from that experience because that's kind of I'm I'm sort of sponge-like in in the way I learned, like being around it, I kind of absorb it. Sometimes I can't always put it into words, but there's sort of just almost like an energy transfer or something. And also uh, I was really fortunate when I moved to Minneapolis, then I joined a group of uh, jazz vocalists. There was this coalition at the time, which is really nice. And just to, oh, let's learn how this works. And uh, met a guy who became my mentor and is still today a coworker and a a colleague, we write and we produce and such together. We, you know, the label and publishing company. We're partners along with um, Peter Burke in uh, in California. And the that guy, that's the coworker that I'm referring to, his name's Ernie Fogel. And he became kind of my jazz school. Like he would come out to shows all the time because he was sort of intrigued by, oh, who's this? Who's this person? And he would give feedback, and I would take, I would just eat it up. And so it's kind of like both of our. <laughs> You like to teach. I like, I like to learn via person, you know, personal, like personally like that. So, it, yeah, it was just uh, kind of a different journey, but it was so, so fun that it was different, you know. Great synergy. Me. 
And I love that the, the Harry Connick hook because, um, you know, I always always thank in my heart Rob Reiner for that. You know the story about the Rob Reiner who, you know, he was on um, All in the Family. He was the son-in-law, you know, meathead. <laughs> and and Rob, you know, he got he got really into his career later on. But the story was that I heard years ago was like he just stumbled upon Harry at, at some point, I guess, and just was such a fan. And I think he, in some way he helped him get the notoriety that finally, you know, some label took a chance on him and, and boom, you know, this, this whole, you know, Frank Sinatra too, for, for the lack of people, for people who don't know that world said, wow, this guy's bringing back some like really, really great stuff. So, um, you have good taste, you know, Harry's, uh, (laughs) Harry's pretty awesome. Hey, so let's play another one. This one is called no go. Here we go. That's not what my family does, what would my mama say? You say that this is all you know, and you are scared to walk away. Does that stop you? Does that stop you? Does that stop you? Does that stop you? No, go, go.
doesn't stop you at all so no go what a great jam now i i was listen not only is it melodically and it's it's such great jazz but the band is just kicking ass i mean these guys were i mean i was listening again this morning and going i just love what i'm hearing here everything the piano playing the drummer the bass playing just all Stellar musicians, where did you find these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a rock. No. <laughs> Actually, I was lucky enough to find the pianist is French. Um, he's the piano player I work with in France. And uh, it just kind of worked out that I was spending some time in Denmark. I do a lot of shows there. And, uh, you know, it's such a quick flight when you, once you're in a capital of Europe to fly over to another so I just, I ran over for something. I don't know if it was a meeting or something to Paris. And he's like, we should get together and jam a little bit just, you know, while you're here. And we had already played some shows. So I was thinking, well, he already has already played my Ellington stuff. So let's just see what he does with the, with the new tunes about, you know, the She Project. And, uh, and I was like, what? He had a, such a great touch for it. And he was offering ideas and he wasn't even hired yet. He was just like, being so, I'm like, this is the guy, we got to bring him over. So it's Fred Nardin, or Nardin, it looks like, um, from Paris on piano and arrangements of all the she stuff. And um, then on bass, it's Or Barraquette. I believe he's Israeli, he lives in New York. And then Kush Abadi. And he's from DC, but he lives in New York as well on drums. Yeah, New York is definitely a a cultural mecca, is it not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but but I uh, but I hear it. yeah I hear you for getting out of here because it does you know even when I'm there for a couple of days it's like all right this is it's great but I think after three days I've had enough and I love the the nature scene. So when you first started going to Europe, where were you in your career that that it it occurred to you that hey I need to be like in, um, you know, Western Europe or, or Denmark or wherever, you know, Paris or whatever, that, said, you know, kind of spoke to you to say, hey, I, I think there's something calling that I need to go over there. And how did you come to just show up? Did you have friends there? Um, how did it all, the path, like, open up for you for that? Well, I started to travel to Europe, like in college, I did one trip and that really was a great teaser. Like I was like, oh, more of this. Yeah. And I, I kind of, if I'm honest with, and sort of look back with honest eyes, I think without kind of identifying it, moving to New York was really about, I wanted to tour the world more and especially Europe because I just had felt kind of a draw to it. Um, let's see. I kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> so just, just like, just getting over there. So, so how about your yeah. first gig when you were in Europe? Like, tell us about that. Was it awesome or was it frightening or how was it? How did it feel? Well, I was going to say. So the whole process, I had a, I had a good friend um, who's Danish, 
And she started, yeah, I, sorry, I'm lo- I lost my train of thought. It's just so early for me. Like, I'm like. <laughs> I know, and I do appreciate you. Like, we, you know, folks, Nancy and I had dinner about a month or so ago, ago or something. We, went out, we had a great time. And I said, like, we're talking about our schedules. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to, be, I, like, I'm, I'm getting up when she just went to bed an hour before, I think. Like, yeah. I'm an early riser. So I appreciate you getting up this early to visit with us on the Dharmic Evolution. <laughs> part of the normal world, you know, yeah. But so I had this friend in uh, in Denmark. She was an exchange student um, in Minnesota in my small town, and we became really good friends. So that was kind of what kept bringing me back over to Europe. I would spend time with her, go and visit. Um, and then when I was when I was living in New York, uh, about maybe three years in, I mean, I got to go to Norway and do something early, like in 2010 when I first moved here. But it was just kind of little snippets here and there, and then I got this. Um, let me scream at one. I got this. Uh, also, a friend recommended this book, *The Desire Map* by Danielle Laporte, and I did that. I went through the book, and I it was really beautiful to like identify what are you really going for, so you don't get caught up in what everybody else is going for, but what are the core emotions and that you really want to feel and what makes you feel that way and to be really honest about it. And that was a big thing for me. I was like, I really want to be over there. I want to travel. I want to have community over there, spend time with people and uh, sing uh, in, in Europe a lot. So I was like, okay, let's, let's do something to make this work. So I asked my friend if it was cool if I would stay with her for a month in Denmark. And then I was going to reach out to these different contacts I had already in Europe and say, all right, I'm going to be over there like a, like a local, you know, that when we talked earlier, you said you'd be interested in helping getting a gig or whatever. I was like, is that still possible? And it made a pretty decent month full. It was just this, I was elated. It was an amazing experience being in Norway, um, Denmark, and maybe some Italy at that point in time too. And then it kind of grew from there, meeting different band members and such. So, it, so once the word got out and you you embraced this desire in your heart, using the book as a guideline, you just um, you just collected talent along the way. It sounds like I mean you're you're playing with just incredible musicians, which um, which you should be, you know, given your own talents. Um, it must have been wonderful. So do you have a whole a whole stable of artists that you can jump around from country to country and just, you know, reach out and say, hey, I'm playing here. Are you available? Is that kind of how it worked for you? Um, yeah, I mean, the places I've played the most, Denmark, I have a very steady band, and they actually do the booking, and they're really good at it. They do a lot of booking. Uh, and then Paris, I, um, I've played a few times and I have a kind of a set band and of course that piano player is on my latest album that's going to be released out of the U S well worldwide, but like, you know, based out of New York kind of thing. Uh, and then the Danish band, we're going to be releasing a, an album, two of all the, the Danish songs and such, but I'm not sure how that's going to work. But uh, so those are the two main, and then I have some, some musicians in Italy that I know. So there's. that have moved from here that are like hey just if you need a <laughs> if you need a bass player i live in amsterdam now okay you know <laughs> that's great yeah i mean it's kind of what you have to do i mean you know uh especially when you want to travel like and get places without you know like taking a whole regular band with you i mean it just economically it's probably a lot easier to handle right now um you know tell me about um 
you know, your you said your family doesn't play at all. So where did it come from with you? How did you, you know, I mean. Well, my grandmother uh, was really musical. And my sister, she, she, she does some, she played flute and piano a lot. And she does a little singing um, too. And my cousin, so kind of like skipped my dad you know <laughs> oh okay yeah i can relate i can relate no nobody played in my house when when i was growing up it was like no everybody was tone deaf yeah, i don't know what happened there um i want to play another one um this one is called won't give in so can you set this up for us what is won't give in all about well it's written in with first person right and but it's actually about someone else we just thought it was stronger to be sung in first person uh, it's about my friend uh, Christy, who's also a remarkable um, singer and woman. And uh, she's been through so much, and she still keeps, she's still on the journey. She's still seeking and trust it, it kind of in the goodness of the universe and that uh, that it's all going to work out. And, you know, like she really has a, a beautiful heart. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she lost her father at a young age and then lost her brother to a, a bad blood transfusion. And there's just been all sorts of things that keep kind of have, have sort of just disintegrated around her, you know, and some pain, physical pain and such. And she just kind of keeps going. So is this and she feels it, too. When I played it for her, she's like, this is my mantra. I'm, I just love having this song. And she actually even wanted to sing it right away. But so it's it's for her. It's about that uh, that trust in that love uh, is ultimately what it's all about and the most powerful thing. All right, for Christy, won't give in. Here we go. Cause I started off on rocky ground Don't mean I'm not proud of where I'm from It's made me the woman I've become Standing here proud And when you turn your eyes to me I hope it's not only pain you see Cause it's made my heart a work of art With colors bright and free I've got so many stories now Telling the wonder and the how My heart keeps growing stronger through it all My head has fallen to the ground All that I've known been flipped around Wings have been clipped, innocence drowned but I rose again Though there were storms that raged around My roots were planted in the ground My branches bend and leaves blow round But my heart just sings this song Struggle and the strife Show love 
pretty sure that many of you have given in, just like I have. I have a new fave on the block, and her name is Nancy Harms. Right back to my interview with Nancy, right after this word. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. Ten amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor. That was really, really something. Um, background vocals, the arrangements, and just very, very passionate uh, piece of music. And um, you seem to write for so many people, like all your personal friends and everything. You're, you've, you've injected stories into their lives. <laughs> well, that's what this this whole album is. I mean, there are some that are kind of about me or sort of general topic things, but it's a song about cel- or an album about celebrating the women I know uh, that I that I think have a story that would also inspire someone else. They inspired me so much, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I started out with just one kind of by with not by accident, but like there wasn't a plan for a whole album. And when I would perform that, it was so interesting, the response I would get from from people. Um, they really loved hearing about that, and they liked the idea of celebrating someone, and they also could kind of hear their own story or someone else's story within it. And I am a sucker for stories. I just, I think that's so powerful for especially stories you don't hear all the time to be told. Well, that's what's kind of unique about you is that, you know, you don't find that as I, I I don't think I'm not an expert on it, but as as jazz goes, it's not really as it as big as like the singer songwriter category is all about storytelling. But but you seem to have like fused the two of those concepts together, and it makes it so interesting. Hey, I want to ask you about if you'll share with us, tell us about like the most down period of your life, if you will share, and it can be related to music, not related to music, but, and then how did you recover from it and get yourself back on track or pull yourself back together? Do you you have something that you'd like to share on that subject? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it would, it would probably be the transition uh, of out of teaching. So I taught for a few years in a small town in Minnesota, and it was it actually I was pretty decent at it. I was pretty good at it. And what subject was it? Elementary music. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I had some great friends. Um, you know, it, lots of good things, but there was this really big underlying dis, dis, uh, discord within me. I couldn't uh, I couldn't quite place it, you know, and 
I grew more and more anxious, honestly, probably some depressed too, but anxious was kind of the overriding feeling um, and not really knowing what that was. And it got to the point where I was having a lot of panic attacks and like having a hard time not getting out of the house that much. It was the summertime. So, you know, I wasn't teaching at the moment and I realized I can't go back to this job. There's some, that's one of the big things this is telling me. And physically I, you know, I'm having a hard time handling, I would handling that much stimuli. Um, so yeah, then I had some great, my, one of my very best friends from college, um, she was just moving back to Minneapolis and her and her, her new husband at the time were kind of, kind of my saviors and my cheerleaders. I mean, lots of beautiful friends, but they were just, that's kind of like one of their, um, gifts as individuals and as a couple that they want people to sort of rise to what they were put on earth to do. They get really excited about that and have beautiful gifts for that. So they really encouraged me and actually financially support offered to support if I needed it and helped me find a roommate in the city and just said, you need to figure it out what it is and we support you. And, you know, when it was a terrifying time for me and my family was kind of just confused when I said, I'm going to quit this job and explore what else, you know, I, I, what it is that's calling me. And, and that was really new language to them. They're like, what is happening? So uh, I took the leap, and I didn't really even know exactly that it was singing. Um, but I kept trying to listen to myself and kind of work on myself, right? The, and so it was, just, it was just kind of taking steps forward to trying to figure out what it was I was really meant to do and what brought me joy. And, and now looking back, I mean, I can easily identify that any time those kind of emotions come in, any emotions come in, especially intense ones, it's just telling us, no, 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 over here, you know, we're just not listening. I believe so strongly that emotions are our guidance system. And that was me kind of ignoring so long thinking I needed to live a certain kind of life, the life I was sort of shown um, and realizing, no, I'm not going to be okay if I do that, you know, like I need to. I need to explore what it is that that lights me up because I that's a that's a language, you know, a divine language to us. Like what lights you up? That's follow that. Like it really is a thing. It's not just a, a nice saying. Like because otherwise you just like I met this wonderful guy from Iran and he said he he was a musician, but his culture or his family anyway didn't uh, didn't honor that as a, a real career, and he said. So he decided to go into like engineering or something. And one day when he was at school, he could not physically get out of bed. Like his body had frozen. His body was saying, no, you no more going forward in this direction. Like it was so direct. I was like, wow, that's really actually poetic. Like how it was speaking to him. Like, no, that's not, that's not you. That's not why you're here. And now he's, uh, yeah, now he's a musician. <laughs> Lucky him. You know, it's a worldwide epidemic, you know, then. And I think um, the people that try to um, persuade us down the conservative path of we know what was built decades and centuries ago, and this is the path you should go. And this artistry thing is all wrong. But but, you know, what ends up happening is those very people, after they find us with such a smile on our face and happy doing what we're doing, 
become kind of envious because so many of them wish they had that gift. And, um, you know, it does take, it takes bravery and courage to, to travel the path that you have traveled. So, um, I just want to acknowledge and admire you for doing that. That's, that's really amazing. And, um, you know, you're such a blessing to, obviously we've played three songs and I think all three were about somebody, you know, and, um, you know, kind of a gift to them. And now we're going to play your video and, um, this folks, and I, I believe I'm right in saying this was done completely live. Yeah, this is not a, a final recording. This was just for a video no, shoot. No, but this is no lip sync. This is performing somewhere, right? This is this is an actual performance. Well, it's an actual performance, but I, <laughs> I mean, you give, I got to give away my secrets. I am lip syncing for the video just because for oh, okay. And such, but it's one. It's a one take live thing damn it's it's so it's so good because um, you see i I said i said she can't be lip syncing this it sounds so natural but um but you're 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 so emotional in your performance and even though you know whatever i mean it just looks so enticing and so beautiful and i just love the nuances that you come through with your voice i mean you just pull people into your emotions so folks this is called rolling back to me
To be softened by your where was this was this done in the studio or how did you guys go about this well um peter rosendale the person i'm writing with in denmark he has a little like music studio in his backyard that's really cute it's got like a round window and it's out in his little garden it's like kind of a little magical place but he's he kind of um he's sort of slowly turning it into a studio and and the bass player um greg earl he uh he kind of is pretty familiar with equipment and has some equipment. So he brought some of his equipment and we just set it up and, and uh, did a little live recording there. And then that was part of the reason why we couldn't do the video live is because it was so full of 
<laughs> audio recording stuff, there was no room for a video person to maneuver around. <laughs> so that's otherwise that was kind of our plan. But there was like, there's no room left. So let's yeah, just- you can't get you can't capture the quality of the audio with a decent mic in it in a setting like that too. You know, so that's but that's a it's different. Copenhagen anyway. I guess I didn't say that. It's what. It's in it's in Peter's yard in Copenhagen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Peter. Thanks for coming through. Um, where is your favorite place to play? Where do you like playing? Do you like your? I feel like you like Europe a lot. You like New York. Is it? Is there any place in particular that you would rather be performing um, more so than other? Like favorite clubs? Like where you sound the best? I mean, you know, I mean, it's always nice. To have a really great audio and um, this club that doesn't exist anymore that I used to play in Copenhagen, the standard had really beautiful audio capability. Like sometimes it was just so perfect and it was a beautiful setting and that, but that place doesn't exist anymore. But honestly, it really comes down to the audience for me. Yeah. Uh, if the audience comes sort of really open hearted and you can feel that space already, like, yeah, let's have this together. But if you if people are kind of and it's not that they some people maybe do have this sense of oh prove something to us I think it's more of just like especially in a city like New York if people are so overwhelmed that there's a lot of layers to get to the soft gooey center you know right <laughs> um, so some but but I've had beautiful experiences in New York too um, it really just depends on I just love a really really open audience who who's who's kind of game to go into the into their heart with you you know. If that's maybe maybe a cheesy answer, but that's kind no, of no, that that's good. How about how about lineup? Is it is it a traditional lineup of um you know pieces on stage? Is it is it drums, stand up, bass, uh, piano, um, and guitar, or is it, it does it does it change from time to time? I mean, it's it's most often piano, upright bass, and drums. Um, sometimes I played with guitar. I mean. This this album is you can tell it's going into more singer songwriter like putting one foot over there, so some of these performances we're going to probably add backup singers and maybe a guitar with it or playing keys and piano or something like that. Like we're kind of that's a pretty new thing. We'll have to figure that out. But <coughs> pardon me. Um, in the jazz realm, I've really liked I like a lot of space because yeah. I love detail, and if there's too much going on. You know that that's that's not as much fun for me. So I've I love both guitar and drum uh, and uh, piano, but it's just pianos are often you know already at the place, and that's just what I've happened to do. But I love I love the space. I and so yeah, usually one accompanist and a harmonica. Give us your aspirations for. Um, um, before I forget, what's the title of the new album that's coming out? Your new album? You mentioned a couple of them. She. She? Just she. <laughs> Whoa, look at you stacking the cool, girl. I guess, <laughs> I guess you you proved it today, didn't you? <laughs> well, that actually, I didn't play that song because we're not done mixing that one. Yeah. Uh, but that's the title track, and it's about my, my grandmother, who is an extremely, extremely important person in my life. And honestly, she keeps showing up in dreams like really strongly like they're still she's been gone for over 10 years and wow so she's 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 counseling you guiding you do you think yeah i think so i mean 
it was right before I started having the panic attacks too at that time that she passed away. Uh, and it was just sort of like was a catalyst because that was sort of the emotional thing that put me over the edge. And then also right. like, you know, she left us a little bit of money, which was a little bit like, oh, I'll spend this on something that gives me, you know, some uh, security or, or something like, oh, I think I bought a computer to like, um, just different things like that. There's just, there was all these things along the way and the song that's she, that's the title track and that's about her. And that came from like a, a morning of, I was really in a great meditative place. I had meditated a lot and I was like, it was like I was having breakfast. I had this, I had this drawing of her in that apartment that I had drawn and just kind of looking at it and thinking about what her life was like, like what it was really like to be her as a young woman, you know, cause I knew her as my grandmother, an older person, but she, she married a paranoid schizophrenic <clears throat> and my grandfather and, but she was still so much sunshine. Like it, it's, yeah, I have a hard time talking about her sometimes without crying because it was just <clears throat> such a powerful influence in my life and, and kind of a, a hero of sorts. And uh, I can't believe that she was able to give us that much as a family in the situation she was in. Most people, I think, would shut down. I think it'd be quite easy to shut down. But she's sort of like there was something emanating from her that's held it all together and that that kept a spark, you know? Yeah. Um Panic attacks, why were you having them? Well, like I said, I think when we get off of who our, our path, like who we're meant to be, right. our body, our emotions speak to us. And that's what that was. It was just me trying to kind of forge myself into a life that did not suit what I, what I came to do. You know, so it was a lovely life and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, that's why it was so weird. I'm like, this is a lovely life and... Uh, I think it's such an honorable thing to be a teacher and to influence minds like that. That's like such a beautiful calling. Yeah. But I think that's not my calling in that in that way anyway. Maybe there's some teaching aspects to what I do, but that was just like it was so often I kept trying to push and also just sort of like opening up to who I was meant to be. Like I was I like I've been a like a recovering perfectionist for my <laughs> life. And I was yeah. that was kind of my role in high school. I wanted to be this do everything perfectly so I wouldn't upset anybody and everything would be okay. I'm trying to hold all that together, right? So since exactly. you um, since you um, have embraced your true voice, both uh, physical and metaphorically, um, you haven't had those anymore? No, I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I go through different things, but I haven't had a panic attack like that, no, since then. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's so awesome. So, yeah, um, like, think it's like this condition but it but I don't think it has to be right like I think it's 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 just if you can really listen to what it's telling you and and go the other direction and take take those leaps and you know or just be yourself be your authentic self I think that stuff kind of starts to disappear I mean we always have stuff and that's the journey of being a human right like emotions are there to kind of guide us and we'll always have emotions of course but Things like that, you know, like I, it's amazing that it's, I'm doing so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, would you please give your website as we're wrapping up here? This went really, really quick. And I want to thank publicly Baji for introducing us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just such a joy to know you and to see what you've done with your music and your life and, you know, just watch you in the short time we've gotten to know each other. Um, I always get such a, just such a, a rush 
and a thrill when I see somebody doing exactly what you're doing and, um, you know, embracing your creative and your voice is just killer and your songs are great. And I really love the fact that you are, you know, you're going out, you know, on a limb, so to speak, to embrace this singer songwriter and fusing it with um, jazz. It's just really, that's just awesome, man. Cause I, I love cooking. So you remind me of a great chef, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So where can we find Nancy Harms so we can send people to purchase your music, support you, and follow you around the world, Nance? Well, thank you. It's uh, nancyharms.com. It's like H-A-R-M-S, arms with an H in front. <laughs> Doesn't get any yeah. easier. Yeah, nancyharms.com. It's pretty simple. And then uh, on uh, like social media, it's often Nancy Harms Sings. So two S's together there. Nancy Harms Sings uh, is where you find me. Excellent. We'll put all of your links in the show notes for people to, um, to, to click on, follow you on the socials, and uh, go to your website, which is really great, too. And um, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution today. I want to wish you all the luck and success in the world. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you do, what you're putting out into the world, this positive vibe, this community, this celebration of other people. I mean, that's pretty pretty amazing and remarkable thank you heavenly body no go won't give in and the video rolling back to me these are the songs and the stories of nancy harms I hope you guys enjoyed this interview today like I did. I really dug this. This was awesome. I just love the vicarious thrill of following her around the globe while sitting in front of my computer. <laughs> Not really. I would prefer to be there live and in person, but uh, we will get there. Don't forget to check out Nancy at her website. Follow her on all the socials. And if you guys have not yet gone over to the Dharmic Evolution, uh, webpage. Go ahead at StarmicEvolution.com and leave a comment below this interview. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know how you dig in this show. What would you like that is uh, different? Something you're not getting that you would like to have? I want to know about it. So uh, I can prepare to help you. Also, we're now on Instagram, the Dharmic Evolution, and also we just started a Dharmic Evolution Facebook page. We have the Facebook community page, but we're switching over slowly but surely to make it an official Facebook Dharmic Evolution page. Um, we're also on Pandora now. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. We are the most ubiquitous show known to man and woman. So uh, support us, check us out, find out about the artists that are on this show. If you'd like to be one, go to the guest tab at the website, click it on, fill out your assets, drop it in. We'll see if we can get you a booking on this show. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time, when we meet again... I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.
to my 